You are listening to Ready or Not with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. Good evening to all my Ready or Not listeners. Again, this is Ready or Not's podcast with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. I am your host, Rashida, and tonight we have my co-host with me, Michelle. Michelle, say hey to everybody. Hey to everybody. Yo, welcome to episode 10. Um, yeah, Yep, keep it clean, water, sanitation, and disasters. As y'all listen to our previous episodes, you know water is the hot topic for these podcasts that we are dropping. So tonight we're going to be talking about keeping it clean, water, sanitation, and disasters. So, you know, the key when it comes to water is sanitation. And it's closely related to hygiene, and the lack of both of them is what creates diseases. Last week, we dived a lot into different diseases that come with contaminated water. And we touched a little bit about um, cholera. We touched a little bit about getting sick from contaminated water, like having diarrhea, vomiting, and things like that. And we know with cholera and things like that, when it comes to unsanitized water, most of that time, it leads to death. So that's why this episode is so, you know, powerful because we're talking about how to survive during disasters. And the number one thing is having sanitized and clean water. Yeah, I just wanted to run by everybody. There was a John Hopkins Red Cross study um, that concluded that in many cases, more people die from unsanitary conditions than the actual natural disaster itself. So that lets you know how sanitation ranks in terms of, you know, water and and, and the lack of water. You have to, um, you know, just you have to worry about sanitation and you have to worry about hygiene. Yep, so you will have to put those things into practice when it comes to staying clean and sanitized when you have limited water supply. Because during disasters, you don't have the running faucet, you don't have the bathtub. And we talked about last week about the rationing of the water. So when you have a limited supply, you have to practice on being clean and knowing how to sanitize the little bit of water that you do have during those moments. So yeah, let's discuss some of the things that you do Um, are some of the things that are covered in terms of when you need sanitation. And some of those things are just the basic necessities of hygiene um, that we kind of take for granted, and that is bathing and showering. Yeah, Um, washing clothes. Well, even before that, you're bathing and showering, you won't have the opportunity or the supply to wash and shower. So what you... That's a mindset. To me, that's a mindset. Um, As you know, like I said, when I did the drill, like you really have to reorientate your mind to trying to stay clean without that water supply. So that's where the um, concept, I guess, of bird baths come in, when you just got to hit those areas that you know (laughs) need it the most. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like most off-gridders, most people that are off the grid or... What they what the suggestion is is that you do just that. You kind of do what like a little sponge bath. So you're rationing your water and you're just kind of you know like washing you know the areas and you wash your whole body. So you have like a little bit of a little bit of water for washing and then you have another little bit for uh, rinsing. You know so. 
that's kind of really helpful because this speaks of or it speaks to some of the things that you need in your BOB, in your bug out bag. That's going to be the key items that you need or some of the key items that you need will be based in sanitation and hygiene. Mm-hmm. You know? So when you're talking about um, a lack of water or rationing your water, you want to make sure you have soap. And you do get near water supply. And or those sure. wipes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, well, outside of the scope of doing the bird bath, that is another means of uh, hygiene or washing yourself if you, if you can't shower. You know what I mean? Because we use those for babies. So you're talking about like the baby wipes? Yeah. You use those for babies. What do you, most people just kind of wash their babies down. And usually like if you have your, your child out at the park and they're getting dirty, like those are very convenient. So yeah, definitely having like baby wipes or moisture, moisture towelettes have that handy so if you're really absent the water you still can kind of you know wash yourself down with those towelettes so um just in terms of showering still again i really want to get across to everyone that this whole thing of disaster is a mindset and we you know have the comforts the creature comforts of life and we're very comfortable and it's really like luxury to us but you're going to have to shift your mindset. And this is why, you know, we're doing this podcast so you can consider what that mindset is and those things that you will have to put in place. So now we were talking about showering. And the other thing outside of just kind of keeping your body clean, like if you're really off the grid and you're really talking about no responders being there for a a long amount of time, talking over 15 days or so like you're going to have to put some DIY things into place Um, so many preppers um, have they create their own showers so that could be going to the extreme of just kind of like rigging your own shower bucket and just kind of like washing yourself that way Um, some people even speak about maybe going in the rain um, and just have your bar soap and when it's raining outside go outside and you shower. Um, because it's really about, you know, staying, it's really about personal hygiene. So you take those opportunities or you seize those opportunities to kind of get your body clean. Um, and our technology section or segment, I am going to speak about a, a portable shower um, that you can buy and have in your supplies. Like, I love showers, so of course I'm going to try to figure it out. Like, what would I do without my uh, shower? So you can rig one, but other than that, uh, you can, like I said, go in the rain and and just, like, let it happen that way. And then, um, or you can do, as Rashida said, you can do, so what did you call it, bird bath? I would call it, like, a miniature-style bird bath because, you you know, you're hitting those problem areas that, you know, like the pits and, the private area and things like that. Those places that sweat more, yeah, you know, because yeah. during yeah. during and disasters have, you're going to be yeah. really burning a lot of fuel. Have odors, like you want to make sure, you know, you just stay. You just want to be your personal hygiene is yep. up. And just like you like showers, I love washing and having clean clothes. 
so that kind of. Uh, Just like how Michelle was explaining that, you know, her favorite thing is showering. And me personally, as I was thinking, my favorite thing is washing clothes and having clean clothes. So we're going to dive a little bit into washing clothes um, and, you know, with the limited supply of water that you have during natural disasters. Yeah. So, you know, generally, how many gallons is it that you need? 
So for you have like one gallon per person, and that's just for drinking, right? And then you'll have like another gallon that you would use for other water needs, i.e., showering, washing dishes, brushing teeth, you know, washing clothes. So the things that we kind of just talked about earlier. In a day? In a day. I, I, I know I, I easily did that. Right. Because what's really going to happen, and this is just a real case scenario, is that if you're without the water, I know we've spoken of some of the things that you should look for and where you can get water in your household, but a real fact is when, the, when your water stops, even though there is water in your tank, in your um, toilet tank, that's gonna be like, that water is gonna be a supply or a backup supply for you to flush the toilet. Right. That's gonna be one toilet flush. Right. And after that, your water is gone. So from there, you're gonna have to figure out certain things. I mean, I think I just spoke about, um, you know, waste before, but that's real. Like it takes, there's this thing that you do um, to flush the toilet. You know, if you're, if it's electric, if your electricity is still working, you still have the ability to flush the toilet. Yeah, by pulling the lever in the actual, in the back of the toilet, you actually manually pull that up and it will flush. Well, what happens is there's no water in there. So what you actually have to do is you take a, like a gallon, like you get this bucket and you and have to pour it in. a gallon mm-hmm. of water. And that's one gallon. So are we calculating one gallon of water in that bucket and then you have to just kind of like quickly flush like it. pour it in to, and it will force a manual flush. Right. But what I'm just saying is that's one whole gallon. Which means that's your gallon that you will be using for other things. So you need more than a gallon or two gallons per person per day. Realistically, yeah. Because you have to count that, especially if you're trying to do it that way. But if you're trying to do the other means, and if your water is really low, then you're back to using the garbage bags and or using, you know, your uh, compost, using doing your waste as compost or digging it. I mean, some people go outside. Uh, a long time ago, there used to be outhouses, so some some purpose talk about creating your own outhouse. Again, that just depends on how long you'll be without assistance, how long you'll be off the grid. Right. But getting back to washing the clothes, so that means you need a supply of water from somewhere. To wash your clothes. And then not just one supply because once you wash the clothes, they you can't be the sitting them. in the dirty water. So yeah. that becomes another source of water that has to be clean because you don't want to wash your clothes with contaminated water. Correct. Right. So, um, you and the washing clothes thing, you might have to wear your clothes. <laughs> and we talked about that a little bit in the beginning of our episodes on the proper things to wear during natural disasters. And... You know, exactly. things that would be necessity during that time, maybe just are just changes of underwear. Yeah. Or socks. That's, that's Those may be, come, that yeah. To play. Exactly. Like you said, we said wear or have several pairs yep. of underwear. And if you, if you find yourself with some excess water or if you were able to ration, here's the thing that um, preppers do in terms of washing clothes that I was going to get to is like you can get three buckets 
with a bucket. He puts a hole in that. And he puts the plunger through that hole, that top hole. Right. And he plunges the clothes. As he uses the plunger as an agitator. Okay. And he's just plunging like he's just getting that dirt out that way. Gotcha. And, um, and, he's still, and he had a little supply of biodegradable um, laundry detergent mm-hmm. because you're going to be pouring that out on the ground so you don't want to kill your plants and et cetera, et cetera. You want to make sure it's biodegradable. And you just you just go about 10 minutes just agitating the clothes. And when you're done that, you just kind of lift the bucket out. Of, it's like you put it's a, it's one bucket and you put a bucket with holes in that bucket. And that's when you do the washing machine the agitation you take that out and then you let the water just kind of come out through those holes right and then you're gonna go with another bucket of water and to rinse them out to rinse exactly and then hang them to dry yeah and there you have it so you don't probably don't want to get into like heavy clothing like you said you have to go back to that episode what episode was that my reminder i believe it was episode two if i'm not mistaken i do believe yeah. that it was episode two so you go back to that episode and review and we where we talk about you know the best methods of of having clothes clothes or preserving your clothes during a disaster um or what to wear specifically right so yeah so, yeah, that's going to be a hard one, Rashida, uh, to keep your clothes clean. I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely on a survival level. So, having finished or concluding just that whole point on the personal hygiene, the other biggest point outside of the personal no hygiene is sanitation. And, again, if we see how much it takes to just stay pers- to have personal hygiene, in effect, then you can understand that the sanitation aspect can lead to diseases. Yeah, because, you know, inadequate provisions of water and sanitation and hygiene can lead to an increased risk of several diseases. Like, So what you just said, and actually that is a term called WASH. WASH, W-A-S-H? Uh-huh, W-A-S-H, I'm sorry, W-A-S-H. And that is an acronym used in disaster preparedness um, in many of the uh, like third world countries, and when you're just when you're talking about sanitation and water, wash is water, sanitation, and hygiene. So water, sanitation, those, and hygiene. So if you ever hear the term wash, that's what they're speaking of as it relates to water. Got you. So the several diseases are you know hepatitis a cholera and we spoke a little bit about cholera last week on um how you contract it and basically simple you contract it by not properly um disposing disposing your your waste waste, whether it's fecal whether it's urine or vomit those things can cause outbreaks within towns within your home within communities or whoever actually drinks off of that supply of water so like to think about that um you know haiti in 2010, they had an earthquake, and yeah. it killed 7,000 people, and sickened yeah. like over four. What? How much? How many people were sickened? It was just like 470,000, almost like yeah. half a million people. In a in around by cholera. Yep. Because there was no nowhere. It was nothing to do with the waste. And yeah. You have to remember, you know, that was just, that was an earthquake, so the water supply was done and. 
Yeah. And the you water supply there, way. yeah, and the water supply there is hard. It's not easy to come by in the first place, especially when it comes to clean water. Because recently I was there, probably around this time last year, um, and the way that everybody in Haiti gets their water, of course, is from like a water well. But you have to live near one. And if you don't live near one, you have to travel to one so that you can get clean water. Yes, they do have hotels and things of that nature, but it's not a lot. And everybody doesn't live in a hotel. So the people that live in communities or villages or huts and things of that nature, they need that water supply from a well. And if they don't, then they have to sanitize and um, clean their own water. Wow, have they found a way to kind of manage that? Did you notice? Like, have they? How do they manage? So, the lack of water? so the um, how do they manage? So everybody works off of a system. So they know that these are the areas in the city that have water wells that are clean. So we know the day and time that we can. They know they know the day and time to go there and get the most water. So some people may form a line. I did see lines formed. Um, I did see like a lot of children. Um, with smaller buckets, getting smaller amounts of water. Um, I did see like adults with larger buckets getting a big um, like quantities of water and having to actually drive it back to where they live. So it just depends on how that area of Haiti works because you know Haiti is not a small place. Right. So yeah, that's well, definitely something to think can about. Can you imagine that they have to do that probably every day? Yep. To try to- yeah, get those gallons in and do what they can with that supply. Yep, definitely. Wow, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and I think some of the other um, diseases that are related to sanitation um, is typhoid, uh, cigella, dysentery. Malaria. Um, and, and, and now malaria fits in when you're talking about what? Vectors. 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 Yeah. We vectors. talked a bit. We talked a little bit about those mosquitoes that like to be around water last week, mm-hmm. if y'all remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I and I tried to show like standing water. Yeah, because they come around standing water. Mm-hmm. Usually flood water, very much so. Um, and, and vectors are insects. They're they're just yeah. Insects. They're like flies. Water. Yeah, flies, mosquitoes, gnats. Yes. yes. Um, little thing, little bugs like that. Yeah, so again, that's a huge sanitation consideration. So you have to make sure your storage, and we spoke about storage, your storage is, um, you, you do your storage in the right manner so that these these um, insects or vectors can't breathe can't in your clean live. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got to make sure it's stored well and covered and et cetera, because these are you know, side effects to not doing it in a sanitized fashion. And most oh. vectors, you know, they breed in clean water rather than dirty water. So yeah. we, if you think about you storing your, what you think is your clean water, that creates a host for them because it's clean. Yeah, so the best way to intervene with that is to cover your water supplies. Like, again, like we talked about with the storage Make mm-hmm. sure you have your coverings or whatever. I did want to say something when we were talking about um, these vectors and sanitizing. Another thing to have, you should surely have in your BOB bags or your disaster kits is sanitizer. What is it called? Um, sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. I forgot to say that. Yeah. Alcohol, regular alcohol base, not the fruity kind. 
<laughs> Not the guy that smell good. <laughs> yeah, it's time out for that. Nobody needs that during the disaster. But if that's all you have on hand, we're not saying don't use it. But when you're preparing your bag, you don't need to get that kind because it can attract, mm-hmm. you know, these vectors and, yep. and other things, and you don't want that. But yeah, so you can definitely use hand sanitizer because the thing about all of these diseases is. They're a hand and mouth disease. All of these diseases become outbreaks because your hands aren't clean or you're dealing with, you know, um, contaminated water in your hand and you put your hand in your mouth, etc. Yeah, and so, it connects to your mucous membranes. And most of people's mucous membranes are their eyes, their mouths, um, with their nose in their ears and things like that that have pores and stuff. And that's when all the, con- you know, the, all the diseases and stuff run rapid. Yeah, yeah. So make sure keep those hands clean. And if you try to, if you're trying to ration, then yeah, the hand sanitizer you just put a drop in and just kind of keep your hands sanitized. However, if your hands are dirty, this is not. It doesn't hand sanitizer does not wash dirty hands. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's a whole other thing that you would have to do. But definitely get some hand sanitizer um, on deck. Um. So any other diseases that we can think of? Um, said dysentery, we said malaria, which is um, uh, intestinal. I'm pronouncing the last word wrong. Intestinal. Um, helmets. Helmets. That's that's uh-huh. what it is. Intestinal yeah. helmets. Yeah, and that's just infection in your intestines. So again, it comes from sanitation. Um, yeah, and the, and the biggest thing with sanitation, as you said, with cholera and all of these diseases have in common is the defecation of the waste, how it's handled, like you said, vomiting, etc. If this is, is on your hands or whatever, you can contract it and you can you can uh, pass it on to somebody else and it becomes an outbreak. Yep. So, and do also remember when we're talking about waste, that children's waste or excreta can be particularly high risk um, children's waste is more infectious than adult waste. So that's just an FYI. So gotta make sure you handle that waste. So this is where we are with it um, just in terms of the role of sanitation. And keeping water, water clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with your water supply. So we've, car- we've kind of covered the gamut. we covered what? Um, I'm sorry, purification, purification um, storage of water, um, and now sanitizing, uh, sanitation of water. And your calculation, how much? Yep, you and need water calculation. Even know 
on a certain day to wash my clothes, I'll probably need to add this much more. Add a gallon or two, yep. You know, yeah, but I know that I can, I know what my numbers are, and I just hope that you take the drill of the challenge so you can figure out what yours are as well. And let us know how it went. So, I think we're ending, well, we are ending episode 10 for tonight. Um, So, I hope all our listeners got a lot out of this episode. And again, you know, to listen and share, like, comment, and subscribe. Um, Soon, we will be dropping some new YouTube content, so be on the lookout for that. Definitely follow our Facebook and our Instagram account, Aftermath um, Disaster Preparedness, for both of those. And we also have a new Facebook um, like page. Michelle, what's the name of our new like page? And this is my co-host Michelle. And as we say every night, we are not here to scare you. We are here to prepare you. Thank you all. Have a good night. <laughs>